Welcome to episode number 67. Today, we have something a little bit different. David Schultz interviewing me. Welcome to the Herpreneur Show, where we talk women, business, life. I am your host, Annette Lakovich. I'm an entrepreneur, businesswoman, mum, and I'm a fitness fanatic who loves to dance. What I also love to do is help you reach your fullest potential in business, health, and happiness. Join me as I bring you life-changing interviews, world-class education that helps you continue to up-level your next level of greatness. It's your time to shine. Let's do it. I thought I'd do it a little bit different today. Today, I'm bringing you my entrepreneurial story. It's an interview that was done on the One Shot Movement podcast by Mr. Craig Schultz. This is an incredible podcast with such a lineup of speakers and actors all around the world, like names that you know. So if you aren't following the One Shot Movement podcast right now, just scroll below. If you're on iTunes, click the link or go to my blog post on AnnetteLakovich.com for this show and you can actually start following that podcast because I tell you what, there's incredible stories about these actors and incredible entrepreneurs, including myself. But today we actually have the exclusive. We can actually repurpose it and share it with you. I really felt this interview had so many great insights and motivation to keep you moving forward in doing what you're doing. I was very transparent to share the highs and the lows, and there's a lot of motivational stuff that came out of my mouth. So I really hope you enjoy it and get some great learnings and get you revved up for the day. The Herpreneur Show is brought to you by Convert Club, which is the sales magic behind business growth. That's mine and my husband's beautiful private coaching group of business owners and entrepreneurs. I'm sure you're going to enjoy today's show. Enjoy it. And if you do, leave us a review on iTunes or go to the article on the blog site, AnnetteLakovich.com. Would love to hear from you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the One Shop Movement podcast, where we dive deep into the stories of entrepreneurs, business people that are out there making it happen. Super excited today to be with a good friend of mine, Annette Lakovic, who I met a few years ago at a dinner in Hawaii, and we just started talking about life in general, and I thought at the time I have to get her on my show one day, and we're here today talking to her, and her background is, you know, she's a great entrepreneur that's out there empowering and inspiring females. She's an author. She's a speaker. She's spoken in large audiences of thousands and thousands of people. She's got her own podcast, Herpreneur. She just recently co-founded a business with her husband called Convert. We'll talk about that in the episode as well because they are a power couple in the sales space. So we're going to dive into a bit about sales training too. So sit back, enjoy this week's episode of the One Shop Movement Podcast with Annette Lakovic. Okay, everybody, welcome to another episode of the One Shop Movement podcast where we dive deep into the stories of entrepreneurs that are out there making it happen. And I'm very, very excited today. Certainly one of the most inspiring female entrepreneurs I've ever uh, spent time with or entrepreneurs in general. We first met face-to-face at a dinner table in Hawaii and our conversation 
I just got really deep and it was a really meaningful conversation. I, I walked away from that and I said, I really need to get to know Annette a lot more. We're going to be talking with Annette Lakovic, who's a speaker, a coach. She's got her own podcast, Herpreneur. She's a sales expert and the co-founder of a sales, uh, I guess, sales business. She'll talk a bit more about it called Convert. Um, she's a mover and shaker and incredibly inspiring entrepreneur and welcome Annette to the show. Thank you. And yes, I remember our first meeting. And you know what? It's I love getting deep with people. I love having real conversations. So, you know, and I love people that are so vulnerable and open like you were just to share your journey. And you know, this is what it's all about. We all learn from each other with our journeys and our highs and lows. So it was yeah, beautiful way to kick off our relationship together. And um, here we are two years later and uh, now doing a podcast together. How cool is that? Yeah, and that's an important lesson there. Like, you know, when you're building your networks and building relationships with people, it's really, really important to, I, I always talk about you've got relationships and then you establish meaningful relationships. Um, and uh, yeah, I've always got along well with Peter and yourself. So um, look forward to many future great stories. But I want to start with you sharing a bit about your entrepreneurial journey because we are a podcast which is about inspiration, education, and you've been on a, an amazing journey where you've had high-level mentors, coaches yourself. You've done a lot. Uh, you're founding businesses. Um, yeah, just if you can just spend some time getting the audience to know a bit more about who Annette Lakovic is. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think I think I was born for the stage, if I can say that. Um, and not that I just can jump up there naturally and just do what I do. It's taken a lot of skill to do it. But to get where I am today, and there's obviously still an evolution of things that continually come along. As I think all entrepreneurs, we just always have this burning desire to keep moving. But, um, you know, it's amazing how we involve with life. It's, it's amazing, you know, from where I am now to where I started, I can only make the connections now by looking backwards. You know, it's, it's the, the, the dots. There's a saying where you can only join the dots when you look back, and that's pretty much, you know, for anyone's life to get to where they were today. And for me, um, you know, I've always been a very driven young lady not that I ever knew it back then it was just if I had an idea I would just go and pursue it so I think the naivety for me it was if I felt it and it felt good I would just work out how to do it so by the time I was 15 years old I made a decision I wanted to be an aerobics instructor I had to lie about my age to get my certification because I needed to be 17 um, and, you know, even by age 12, I went out and just got my own job and not realising you need a resume and there's an interview process. But, you know, I just loved people. And when I feel that vibration of excitement on something, I just take that step. And I think sometimes you lose that as you get older because you start to, we can logically, you know, work things out now. And I think the longer we spend on an idea, the more it can start to fizzle out and we don't take action on it. But, you know, for me, um, it was it was always been around people. I think for me, it's how many lives I can still touch today. And it started at a very young age. It started with health and fitness. I went into the fitness industry. Um, somehow I was pulled into business in the fitness industry. And that was something because they saw a skill that I had which is in scales and the sales, and I'll put little air quotes there because I think sales is such a icky 
feeling attached to it for many people. Um, but for me, it was just being able to connect a person that needed something, which back then it was health and fitness, with something I was so passionate about that I could actually help them get to that goal. So it was about joining the dots for me, and that's what I feel like SARS is all about. So, yeah, so to get to where I am today, you know, it's been just continually feeling something bubble up and just, just getting the skill or going out and getting the education I need to actually be that next level that next greater level that I want to step into, yeah. And I guess a uh, really good point there about <clears throat> health and fitness and that's where you started, but you evolve and you change and there's different phases and stages along your journey and you mentioned that Absolutely. you're passionate about the stage, you were born for the stage and, um, you know, when we were talking before, you know, you'd always invested in growth and the importance of that. So I want you to talk a bit about that evolution just so people understand the journey to success, you know, can it is what what it is you just got to enjoy the process embrace the process and let it become what it becomes yeah. mm. look I was fortunate because when I was 21 uh, I was invested in by the health club to run their whole gym and at this stage it was a gym that actually had the capacity to be very big though it didn't have many members it was a struggling health club it was making about $18,000 a month and they saw this gift in me which was people and passionate and they asked me to be the manager I had no skills to be a manager I was just the most popular teacher and the popular um, gym instructor right but they invested in me and what I noticed was the moment that someone educated me on something that I was interested in because through school I was never great at school I was definitely a popular kid I was never a bad child at school but I never was really interested so I never had great grades but as soon as now I realised the importance of my own education to get me to that next level. So for me, it's always if I feel I have a vision of where I want to go, I will look for the best coach for that. So just before I fell pregnant with Braxton, I wanted to start doing Australian tours and have my own platform. I was speaking a lot of other people's platforms and I want to create my own. And I was like, well, I should have my own event. <laughs> like, how easy is that? And so I went and sourced who I knew was one of the best speakers in Australia from selling from the stage. He was a great, he was a very spiritual man, so he's got this real calmness to him. And for me, I still always had this, a stigma attached. Sales can be icky. And I didn't want that, but I wanted to inspire people with how they could get their message out and get more clients on board, as I wanted to do in my tour. And, you know, he was a big investment. But the one thing I know is when you pay, you pay attention. Mm. When you invest in yourself, you show up and you just have to understand whatever that goal is, there's going to be, you know, the, the valley before you look at the top of that mountain and look back. Um, yeah, but I, I, don't, I couldn't even tell you how many courses I have invested in. And I remember when Pete and I first started dating, I enrolled us into a billionaire boot camp and that was a lot of money and we we actually sorry we just gotten married so really our finances were like <laughs> mm. and I remember saying I've enrolled us into this 10-day course billionaire boot camp and he said oh cool and I said yeah it's 11 grand <laughs> and I was like I promise you this money back tenfold because it's going to show us how to use money properly and work money and you'll never be successful financially if you don't study money. You'll never be successful in your business if you don't 
start to study how to run your business. For me, um, I didn't want to just do um, business from the stage. I wanted to do transformation. For me, it's how many lives can I touch? So I felt like I needed the stripes on my belt to be an NLP practitioner. And then I was a master practitioner and then I did hypnosis. So it's that continual journey of the evolution. But, you know, there's a time when you do need to invest and there's times when I never thought I had the money to invest. Like when we did that 11000 we had a year to pay it off. And at that stage, I just stepped into entrepreneurship. So I went from making a salary to probably, if I was lucky, about twenty five grand a year. So it was a really scary investment. It's not that we had the money sitting there. Hmm. And by the time we paid it off, we didn't have enough money to go to the actual place, which was Portugal. (laughs) (laughs) So we had to then defer another six months to actually wait for that workshop to come closer to home. So, you know, but it's um, the importance of investing in yourself. But I will say this. I think there's no greater compliment that you can give yourself than invest in your education because you're the one that's saying to you, I believe in me. I believe in me so much that I'm worth this investment and come hell or high water, I'll make it happen. I used to run a mastermind and there was a lady that um, wasn't making any money and it was $495 a month for the first, for the lower level. There was two different levels. And she just, like, within two months of committing, she just held her feet to the fire, implemented what it was that she needed to learn straight away. And now she's out there. She's out there being a very um, popular life coach out there. But, you know, sometimes you have to invest with yourself first and then that money starts to flow. It's like you tap into the pipeline and just all the stars line up. Mm. But you do have to take action. It's not like magic. It's not yeah. nothing and you'll create it. There's action there. Yeah, there's a lot of people that do think that just because they've bought a gym membership or uh, paying for a mentor or a coach, you know, they're just going to do all the work for them. But you still have to do the work. You've got you to tap in. You still have to do the work. <laughs> do the work. Yeah. That's and right. And highs and lows. Mm. And if you've evolved, um, I don't know if this has evolved or just an arm off, you now a really heavily passionate about empowering females and a lot of coaching and helping uh, females and inspiring females and you have your own podcast, Herpreneur. Do you want to talk about uh, what you're doing in that space but also, um, yeah, I'd love to hear about it. Mm. Um, I think I've always inspired females because the very first health club that I worked in was a ladies-only health club. And it was before Fernwood was around. It was a very high-end club. So I think that journey started back then. Though I noticed when I started to coach women in comparison to men, uh, they had a lot of the same fears and concerns that I had. Uh, and maybe men just hold their cards closer to their chest. Um, and that's just been, you know, it's a... A generic thing that I'm saying, obviously, there's different levels of emotion and, and what men are happy to share. But I noticed with women, I can, I can dig in pretty deep to find out what's holding them back. And I think um, when I was stepping into the business side of coaching and women, a lot of them had that fear around sales. And because I had a fear around sales, I had a massive fear around selling. The first health club that I worked in, which I was saying that with that ladies' health club, it was hardcore sales. I mean, we were taught to take jewellery as a deposit 
if the person just wanted to walk down the road to the ATM. Because back then, we didn't have just a, a key card. It was either credit card, right? Or if you needed cash out, it wasn't the FPOS facility back then. You had to go to an ATM to get cash out. So we were taught hardcore sales, walk down with them down the road. We were taught our objection handling was, I haven't been outside all day, let me walk with you, I'll get some fresh air. And we would escort them down. So I was brought up in that moment of time that sales is pushy, where all I wanted to do was inspire that person to get the help that they needed. So when fast forwarding, when I got into the coaching, I realised that a lot of women had those fears, fears around, um, you know, a woman, a woman uses her communication skills to grow rapport. She uses that, you know, she's very aware of body language. And we're normally, um, you know, really aware of the animation that we have where guys have a little bit more of a processing face. So when a female is selling to a male, and let's just say it's a very strong behaviour style, like we would call a, a dominant behaviour style, a D, or a very um, conservative behaviour style, which we, we call a C. Um, there's a lot of internal dialogue that goes on and she will forget really why she's there. So for me, it was just starting to tap into that and just realising that I was starting to lead um, that human potential, just helping them really get out of their own way and let them just do what they're meant to doing. And, yeah, so then, you know, the first tour I did was actually entrepreneurial success event and that was the one I invested in the coach to do that tour. Um, but then very quickly I did gravitate to the, to the women and I think obviously I am a lady. <laughs> And I can help men too. It's just, I just, I don't know. I just feel like I can go really very deep and personal on a very feminine level. Mm. And you touched on sales and I always like when I have a guest on, dive into their superpower and I would say, you know, you co-founded the business Convert, which is, you know, sales coaching uh, process. Uh, you can explain a bit about that. But mm -hmm. you, you, you mentioned sales, icky, it can be confronting, it's fearful yeah. for a lot of people. How would you break it down just because there are a lot of people out there on this show that, you know, they want to get better at sales. Um, just a few real key points to really help them break the barriers. Yeah, I did a YouTube video um, a couple of months ago, which was just as soon as you get in your head of the fear or you become conscious, that's where the disconnection happens. And if you think every single person that's on this um, podcast listening, if you actually sell a product of some sort or a service, there's a high chance that you're, you, you sell it because you're passionate about it. Mm. It has changed your life or you have seen miracles happen, or you've seen the success that it can do, or it's taken you out of a big blunder or a problem. So for me, it's if anybody is out there and they've got this ickiness feeling towards sales, it's because they've stepped away from the meaning and the transformation of what their product or service really does. Mm. And if they can sit in the space when they're having the conversation with that prospect, that potential client or customer, and really see if you can find out what is their problem because your product, your service serves and solves a problem. It's a solution. And the biggest problem that people have today when sales feels horrible is it's forceful. They're throwing down the, the product or the service down your throat when they haven't even asked any questions. So it's a very generic explanation where if you uh, have a promise to say if it's a health product, 
we want to ask questions about the person's health and we want to ask questions that we find out the problem. So as soon as we sit in that space, you're not selling anymore. You're a doctor. You're, a di you're in your diagnosis. You've got the diagnosis hat on. Like there's a step that we call in the sales process diagnosis. And diagnosis is exactly what you're meant to do, which is find out the problem or find out their needs and wants. And it's a matter of being able to reduce that customer resistance as well because, you know, you might not be able to ask it straight at the start because the customer's not going to be that forthright with the information unless you've got instant rapport with them. But the biggest key that I would say is if you ever get in your head when you're selling, just take a moment, take a breath and say in your head, remind yourself of the transformation or the, the, the solutions or what you've seen this product or service already do. And that can quickly changes the energy in the room, mm. the, the, the frequency that you're throwing off. And when I talk about frequency, not to be too woo-woo, but just so the audience understand, have you ever walked in a room and people have stopped talking mm. and you picked up there was something wrong? And you might say, what happened? What wrong? What's wrong? What are you talking about? Because the frequency, the energy, the vibration in that room was a different level to when you walked in. So you felt it. Mm. So when we're in a sales conversation, if you're in the, oh, my gosh, I must get the sale or I hope they think I'm too pushy or I don't want to see too forthright, you're actually not even connecting. You're not even in a level of service. Yeah. But as soon as you can tap into that feeling of really being committed to going, I know the transformation or how this actually helps another human being and you sit in that zone, your conversation will never sound pushy. Your conversation will never sound insincere because when you're asking questions, you're asking the place of service. Yeah, look, I always say to people too, if I made it super simple, um, if you believe in what you're doing or what you're promoting or what you're selling, it'll just become natural as well because mm. for me, yeah. um, I can't sell anything. I'm, I'd be dreadful at selling anything I don't believe in. I've never had a cigarette in my life, so I couldn't sell cigarettes. It wouldn't matter what the what the financial potential return could be there. I, you know, I don't believe in that, so I can't sell that. So, you know, yeah. along the lines of what you were talking about, you know, if you believe in what you're doing and but what you, you are helping people, I'm, I'm trying to help you, you know, then it, yeah. it becomes magical. And it's congruency because then there's, an incongruency when you're, you're, you're talking. Um, and there's a saying that Pete and I say, which is, um, uh, what do we say? We say that it's when you have complete conviction. It's the conviction. And sometimes you might have a product that you might be just selling, but if you haven't tried it or used it, then you're just selling it based on some knowledge. But until you really get that conviction, then, you know, that's a different place that conversation comes from. Mm. I want to just change gears a little bit um, because passion and purpose is something that, um, you know, I want to help people find their passion and purpose in life and, and, you know, not get into the rocking chair with regrets and say, I wish I did this, I wish I did this, I wish I did this. You know, you're someone I look up to as out there empowering, inspiring people to live their dreams and passions if somebody can't find that, have you got any strategies that you would encourage people yes, to do? I do. 
<laughs> it's something that I do all the time. I'm a big writer. Um, I have had many women that have come to me first because they wanted guidance. Now, I'm not a life coach. And really, I like to work with the business when a person knows where they're going, right? Because then we can just get there fast. Though if someone comes to me, they go, oh, you know, I'm sort of unsure of here. Um, the first thing I do is you can, it, and it takes discipline to do any of this, right? Because we can just listen to it and go, oh, yeah, okay, I'll do that. But it's, it's booking the time in to your workday and doing that. Um, one of the first things is you can write your perfect workday. And you write it from the moment that you wake up. Like, how do you want to wake up? Do you want to wake up refreshed, vibrant? What is it you want to do? Do you have a servant that's making you breakfast? Like, what, what, like you're writing everything about your perfect work day from start to finish, from the time you put your head back down on that pillow. That's one. Now, when you start to write any of these activities I'll, I'll share, you won't know what you're going to write at the start. And that's not the idea of it. The idea of it is just sitting with pen and paper and just writing. And you might do five different perfect work days, you know, straight after each other. Um, there's one that I love to do. And I don't know if we've done that with you because um, I know you're in one of my workshops, but I don't think it was. I used to do a two-day workshop and it was um, playing a bigger game. And this was a transformative event. And it would be a journey. You take the, the audience on a journey to get to, to this place. And... I open up the session and I say to them that you're going to take a moment to write your legacy, right? Now, this is not to sound morbid. It's actually very beautiful. And when you write this, you're going to write it through the eyes and the heart of someone younger than you. And that's done on purpose. So it shows that you've lived a long life. And when you're writing it, you're writing it that you've lived a long life, but you're choosing someone that's younger than you. And what you do is you take a few minutes to just really get in touch through the view of what you're like to them in their eyes. And then you sit there and you write the legacy. And the legacy might start off with, let me tell you a beautiful story about my, my uncle Craig, right? And and honestly, there's normally not a dry eye in the room when they start because they're like, you just you tap into that person. And then you write. And the idea is, is that there's always like a, like a book or a movie, there's a start, middle, and then the end. And not the end's not like, and then she dies, right? It's like the lives that you touch, the lives that you enhance. It's the difference that you made. What is the, what is the sweet, beautiful aroma that you've left in the world for you, to remember you? And... I tell you, I actually did this. I didn't make this, this one up. This one I didn't make up. This one I actually did through a NLP coach called Christopher Howard. And at this stage, I was really torn. I just stepped into entrepreneurship, but I did something from an idea, not from my heart. And as we started the conversation, everything I've always done, if I feel it, I'll just go and do it. This one, it was a, a calculative idea i thought i don't want to travel and do all this stuff while i'm pregnant so i'm going to create an online business and sell gifts <laughs> i knew within six months it wasn't the right thing anyway so i wrote down at this stage i had just been training staff just been training staff and i was working for a training company at this stage i did this um, legacy and i wrote in the legacy that i was on stages empowering women mm. and I'm going to get choked up and I honestly looked at that and I thought how on earth will that ever happen mm. 
I am not smart enough to do that. How am I ever going to change the life of someone else if I don't even know where I'm going right now? Mm. And I put that book away and I think that was, oh, I can't remember what year it was, maybe 2006, 2007. And then Pete and I move in and then we move out and then we move into another place, we move out. And then it was, oh, I think at that stage, so let's just say I might have been just around my 30s. And when I was 37, I'm 45 now, we're moving from one house to another. And you know how you start to go through all the crap that's maybe built up in your drawers and you've tucked away. <laughs> and I thought, oh, this is the legacy thing that I teach. Let me find it. I want to remember what I wrote. Mm -hmm. I couldn't remember what I wrote and I opened up the book and it was like the biggest shell shock of my life because what I wrote maybe say seven years ago had actually come into fruition in that short amount of time mm. and I've never been a bigger believer in writing just to guide you, to realign you. Um, to get you back on purpose. Mm. Yeah, I've done a similar activity like that where you write yourself a letter of what's going to happen in the 12 months and then you post it to yourself. And, yeah. Um, you know, so you can't open it then. But obviously a shorter time frame, but, you know, it's uh, just it, what you're saying there is totally so, so, so an important tool. Like everyone always talks about how important journaling is for you and, you know, I, I often find myself with a great idea. I'll just sit down and start writing notes about it and just it might never go anywhere. But um, yeah, and doing an exercise like that is super, super powerful. And just on journeys and businesses and life, um, one thing I really, you know, you're based in Sydney, probably a bit under two years ago, and you you made a lifestyle decision to yeah you know, leave a not necessarily a, a more active, vibrant uh, career opportunity path to go and relocate back to Perth, or it was Peter's uh, hometown. But you know that there's an important life decision. You know, so some people are always sitting on important life decisions. Do you want to just talk your way through that scenario? Yeah, um, I always said life is an evolution, right? And. Pete had this very big burning desire and he has had for a very long time that he always wanted to raise his family, which only got a little family, got a little one of one. <laughs> um, but he always wanted to raise our family in Perth. And I just noticed that his conversation started to become more frequent, wanting to move to Perth, wanting to move to Perth. And at that stage, I was, I'd just come back from a major sick sickness. I had meningitis and I was overseas and, we didn't know if I was going to live or die, <laughs> but I knew that I was burning myself out. I knew I was not working in my level of magnificence anymore. I knew that I'd started to work in a, just a different flow. And so I was ready for a directional change. I didn't know what it was. And I just wrapped up my mastermind of three years um, and I was very transparent with him. So I'm going through an evolution again. I'm not too sure what it is, though. I just need time just to feel it. And at that stage, Pete was really wanting to go to Perth. And I just said in the conversation in the car one day, I said, you keep talking about Perth, and now you're lining up entourage with Perth. 
on a scale of one to 10, even better, what percentage would it be that you're at now? And he said, oh, about 99%. And I went, shit, are you serious? 99%. He said, yes. And I said, well, we've got to get this out of your system so you know it's the right choice or not. And I said, and really, there's no better time right now for me to be able to continue to make this pivot. Yeah. And I wasn't resistant to it, though it was never my idea. But I think, you know, in a relationship, Pete and I have been together for 20 years now, maybe just over 20 years. You know, he's the person I trust most in the world. You know, I just trust him. And I thought, we all get these feelings to guide us. At the moment, I have no feeling of my own guide. That is the guide. I have to be guided by him at the moment. And it was, you know, as soon as we moved here, it's just stunning. It's just, we love, we love summer. We love beaches. And not even that we might be in the beach that much, but I love to exercise near the beach, like everything's near the water. Um, And that that was a major shift. It was a major shift for our lifestyle to have more family time and for Pete to have less travel. Mm. And, um, you know, the, the business side of it, we were all pivoting at that time. And really, um, everything's just, like, for me, it's like, you know, there's, what is it saying? There's a saying like, um, nothing's in the way, everything's on the way. And for us, it's always just felt like that. It's always just been a really positive experience. So I feel blessed that we made the move. And, um, you know, business, we, we, you know, we're here, we, we're talking, you know, live on Zoom, putting this onto an audio we're still connected around the world. And for me, I've had coaches all around the world. You know, business can still happen, right? It's, it's yeah, live in the place that just fills you, your joy up. Yeah. And you touched on working in your magnificence or something along those lines. Can you just <laughs> yeah. elaborate on that? Because I have heard you talk about that before. Yeah, look, uh, the new... The new education I want to bring to women is about magnificence. And look, you can do it with men as well because obviously I try to get Pete to tap into his magnificence all the time. And what it is is, you know, it's, it's really knowing what fills you up with your joy, what's joy to you, what's love to you, what's happiness to you. And it's just we are so in our heads these days. Everything's about tech. Everything's about moving forward. So that we can't feel our own way. And for me, I had this major breakdown of sickness overseas and it was pretty much I asked for it. I, I needed to be hit by a two-by-four. I actually wrote it in my journal. Hit me with a two-by-four in the head. I literally got hit in the head. I had meningitis, right, which is all in mm. the brain. And what I did was from that, and there's no, you know, every, every story that you have in your life, doesn't matter how tragic it is, we end up finding some learning that we can now share to somebody else. And for me, that was learning about magnificence and what are the things to help you stay aligned? So for me, what brings me joy is dancing. You know, what brings me love is just the sniff. It sounds weird. Don't judge me, guys. But I love sniffing my son's head. It reminds me of the smell when he was first born. (laughs) I just love the scent of that. What brings me happiness is my husband uh, being around people and laughing. And when we get stuck in business all the time, we sometimes, a lot of the time, we dilute all the stuff that really keeps us full. Mm. So then we get this and it's not, um, you know, having like evenness and balance in our life. It's how do you have harmony? 
because there's times when you're in business and we've just gone through a massive launch with Convert Club and, you know, we did a live stream and I'm telling you, I was offline for five weeks because mm. I was head down, bum up. By the time I was at night, like I was too tired to post. All I had time was like to, I've got a pole because I do pole dancing. So I, I just spit on my pole for a little bit and, <laughs> you know, dance a little bit and just get into that body because it was like, how do I keep staying my magnificence so I can be the highest level of myself? So for magnificence for me is amplifying your greatness. It's finding the things that are outside of business or outside of your career that like nothing compares to that level of joy that it gives and putting that in. So for me, for Pete, I always say, when are you going? I'm, I'm like the world's best wife. So any men that are listening now, <laughs> don't be jealous when I say this. I say to Pete, you've got to organise a guy's night. You've got to go play golf. When's the next time you're going to go out with the guys? Because for him, it's, he, he'll just be, you know, stuck in a little bubble and all be about work and family. But he needs that time for him to just recenter. Yeah, no, totally. And um, at the end of every episode, I always ask a few questions, uh, more rapid-fire questions, but they don't have to be rapid-fire. Some people can talk for a long time about each question. But... <laughs> That's me. I would like my question. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about, like, books? Um, you know, you're an avid learner, uh, always trying to evolve, grow. Um, is there a book that you've read that's been really transformational? It could be two or three books. Um, there are a lot. Um, what I really, honestly, if I'm just having just a day where I just need to get back into the harmony of love um, and I listen to it either on audio or it's on our coffee table as well, um, it's, uh, oh, what is it called, a path, a path Made Clear by Oprah and that's on Audible and that's just a coffee table book and I just love it because you hear these stories of all these amazing successful people that you see out there in the world and you just hear their, 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 their joy and their journey. And it's just, it's for me, it's like an instant hit, like, yeah, stay on track, like you're doing good or just gives that moment of inspiration. Um, for me, the very first book ever that I read, because I said that I was never strong at school, I was never, never applied myself if I didn't love it. So I was great at health and education <laughs> because I love sports. I made great clothes at school. Um, but uh, there's a book called Conversations with God. And I'm not religious in any way that I was pointing to that book and that book actually got me into journaling. Yeah. And I had this massive box in the garage that's just full of journals. I never actually go through them, <laughs> but I just continually write because that just really helps me just stay aligned and centered and yeah. And getting stuff out as well, because sometimes I think if you don't get stuff out, it's mm. in you and you're holding on to that stress and if you've got garbage going in, you want the garbage to go out as well. Yeah. yeah. So I'd probably say they're probably two impactful books. But, look, I'm continually reading books and I'm an audible girl, so I do love to get the book um, and read it and write. There's one other one as well called The Big Leap. Right. The Big Leap. And The Big Leap is this is something I'm really passionate about teaching, which is everybody has a level of success that they can get to, but then there's this ceiling. Um. And we try to sabotage it in some way. And this is probably the most basic way because we've heard all this, right? Like, oh, yeah, I've heard about self-sabotage. Don't do it. When I read that book, I really didn't think that I'd do self-sabotage. And, boy, just some of the littlest things that we do. And it doesn't matter how much money you earn. It doesn't matter how successful. You know, when I've gone in and coached CEOs of big businesses and suddenly you start to go through 
this big the, the big leap it's incredible to actually see and get them aware okay this is just another block that i've got that i need to work through and each stage of success you go through there's a new tier that you unconsciously create so i'd probably say they're probably the three most impactful books i've had in my life right and you, you mentioned you love audible do you watch or listen or do anything else from a content perspective podcast do you you know watch youtube shows i watch the youtube series of in personal development what is that what you like listening to from the moment I wake up, after <laughs> I journal, I am continually listening. Yeah. And my son even knows the starts and names of shows. So he'll be eating breakfast and he'll be saying, like, the name of the intro for that specific show. You know, as I said before, you can have garbage in and garbage out. For me, it's I control my environment. I control what I listen to. And... I don't listen to the news. If it comes to me, it comes to me from somebody else. And I'm meant to know it at that time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm a, I, I, I non-stop, non-stop listen, learn, write. Yeah. Yeah. And what about the best piece of advice you have ever received? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Um, I think one I mentioned to you once before in a conversation um, and this is just going off the top of my head again, <laughs> is if it's got to be, it's up to me. Sometimes, yeah. you know, you were saying like you can get a coach, you can get a mentor, you can get the diet, you can get the, the, the product, but you have to be able to use it and it's up to you at the end of the day. We want to rely on people and have that, the resources and the support, but when you really want to do something, it's you, you've got to back yourself. If, you know, if it's got to be, it's up to me. And I think that came from Brian Tracy, actually. It's a very simple saying, but that's pretty much a model that I've always, a motto I've pretty much always lived by. Hmm. And what about your next three to five years? Do you think that far ahead or do you <laughs> spontaneously make decisions and then act upon them? Um, I definitely spontaneous and act and continually tap, tap and, you know, change along the way. Um I have visions of what I want to do and build, um, though I just find like I see the vision and I look at the bridge to get there, the steps to get there, but I'm continually tap tapping and changing because for me it's nothing's ever a straight line, you know, the, the picture of success, like it's this squirrely <laughs> line <laughs> and everything, everything's getting you ready for the next season. So for me, I might have that dream of where I want to be and what I want to do because it's good to know where your true north is. Mm. But I allow leniency for if that changes, it's, it's nothing set in stone. And if something you go through in your life then re-steers that next season to be something else, you know, I allow that to happen. I'm not a very rigid person in that way. Yeah, no, it's a good way to be. Just uh, have a, a an end goal but know that there's multiple paths, multiple directions to get there and yeah. the opportunities always present themselves. I mean, I mm -hmm. sent you a, something recently online and you may not have ever seen that or ever thought about it and, you know, you, you may end up going down that pathway with an opportunity down the track too. Yeah. <laughs> well, the funny thing is I continually look at those stages and I continually have the same comment. Yeah. And the comment is they need more women on these stages. Yeah. So it's quite interesting yeah. <laughs> that that's what that link was about, right? Yeah. And just for people to find out 
where to find you, convert your own personal brand, just uh, share that. Yeah, sure. If you go to AnnetteLakovic.com, and it's L-A-C-K-O-V-I-C, no H. My mum spelt my surname with a H for years after I got married. (laughs) So it sounds like Vic, Lakovic, dot com. Everything from that website will take you to wherever. It takes you to Convert Club to know more about that. It takes you to my Facebook page. The Facebook page is Annette Lackovich Official, um, but it takes you there. That, that's pretty much the main directory. So if you want to know about the Herpreneur podcast, we've got season three happening in two weeks' time, so we're super pumped about that. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty much that main directory if you go to AnnetteLackovich.com. And um, just any last thoughts, you know, you've got people listening right now, um, you want to inspire them to live their passion and purpose, anything to leave us with? Mm, I just feel that if, if you're stressed in knowing what your legacy is or where you're going or, you know, if you're in a challenging spot right now, uh, understand that your legacy is how many lives that you change. And if you've got a business or a product or a service or a career that touches people's lives, um, whatever the mess or the challenges that you're in right now, there's going to be a great reason and story for that. And as I said, you know, when you look back at your life, you can only join the dots looking backwards. We never know moving forward. So it's continually just being in that level of peace. So journaling, doing stuff where you're having that quiet space, which takes discipline. Last night I went to bed late. I think you got a text message from me like quarter past 11 at night. Normally I'm in bed by 9.30 doing my journaling. I went to bed late last night and um, it's uh, my eyeballs were hanging out of my head and I still made myself journal. <laughs> I still wrote three great things about that day because it's how do you clear out that stuff and really stay in your purpose. So I feel like, you know, if anybody is – going through troubles right now or just wanting to expand is just take that time out to feel your way and wherever you've gone through that is getting you ready for that next season that's getting you ready to really touch as many lives as you can um yeah, yeah. no i think no, that's and we'll all be okay in the end right we'll all be okay in the end it's all good <laughs> yeah it's, it's great advice and I, I like i do like the breakdown of seasons because you know directions change all the time you're always building for your next adventure and i look at my adventure of being in the corporate world to owning fitness clubs to being direct selling to writing books you know the, the, everything's if I look back, as all the dots have joined, well, there have been uh, little wiggly lines, as you said, along the way, but um, it's all preparation for the next part of the game. Yeah, and can I say, and that's what makes us all different because if I'm coaching somebody and they're thinking, oh, but everyone else is selling the same product with the same thing, it's the way that you say something and the way that you're packaged, you're, you're, you're in a different market of your own you're in a different competition of your own because everyone has a different path that's brought them to here so the way you explain something the way that you are passionate about something the extra pizzazz that you add to that product that service or that career that you have yeah. it's because of that journey all those different seasons all those highs and low points that enable you to be able to be different you know you don't have to try to be different you're just different because of your journey to get there and that's the beautiful thing about you know, individuality. We don't have to all be this cardboard cutout. Yeah, and just if, um, you know, your story is everything. So people don't sell their story and people do join people. So it's so yeah. important. 
Um, and on that note, I think uh, look forward to this episode for a while. I really enjoy conversations with Annette. She's got great wisdom, got a great journey, beautiful heart, as you can tell through her voice and amazing energy. And uh, it was a, a pleasure to have her on the One Shot Movement. So from me, thank you very much, Annette. Awesome. Thanks so much, Craig. Big love to you. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Annette Lakovic. We talked all things sales, empowering females. We dived into a bit of wisdom. Um, it was a great conversation with Annette. If you like today's episode, make sure that you share the episode with your contacts, friends, put it on social media, give us feedback, reviews. It's really important to be able to get great guests on the show if you can support that way. If you haven't got my book, you've got one shot, go across to my website, www.craig.com schultz.com as i always say at the end of every episode live life with passion and purpose you've got one shot at life go out there and give it your best shot my name's craig schultz and i'm the host of the one shot movement podcast you're listening to the herpreneur show i hope you received the inspirational idea thought or message that you're meant to hear today If you love the show, it means a bunch to me sending me a message on Facebook or on iTunes to rate and review the show and subscribe so you're the first to know when the next show's released. Until then, make sure you do something that fills up your level of happiness, something that lifts your vibration so high that you're the happiest person that you know. I'm out. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.